1: Great, great series! It's the series called A Little Bit of Wisdom. Week one was about the beginning of wisdom. We had week two, being the secret of contentment. If you haven't had a chance, uh, maybe you were out of town, had other things going on. Totally cool. We have provided so so many resources where you can go back and watch the service. You can listen to a podcast. Super easy. You can reclaim that time on that drive to work. It's great. And then today we are in week three. We are in the world of the generous, and. If we can, let's review our theme verse from Proverbs 4-7. says, Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. And I think some of that is that knowing that knowledge is knowing, but wisdom is knowing how to put it into your life. Fun, thing, fun little fact about Proverbs, if maybe you didn't know, um, the first nine chapters are about the importance of wisdom, and the following chapters are the great one-liners on Wisdom. So let me just say, if you've been cracking open those little fortune cookies all of your life to pull out that little piece of paper, because you're looking for that little one-liner of awesomeness, Proverbs is basically like that after. You're welcome, because I totally thought about that. And I cracked up for like 30 minutes by myself, (laughs) sitting outside, listening, and reading through Proverbs like, this is great. This is great. You want to know why? Because uh, Proverbs 31 um, says she makes her arms strong. And I like to work out a lot, so I feel like the Lord is just telling me to go ahead and make some big arms and stuff. So I feel like that's exactly what's happening. It's a good time. And then I want to have a little word fun. Um, I'm a numbers person. I like to kind of see how many times something is displayed or how many times we might find it. So if you've ever questioned, like, how many times does the Bible have, in, have the word believe in it, it actually shows up uh, 272 times. And maybe the word pray or prayer, how many times that might show up and that's uh, 371 times. The word love, 714 times. And the word give, 2,161 times. Now, I know that that could be based off of what translation you're reading and stuff, and I also know that there are versions out there that are gonna have thou, that, shout, all of that. That's gonna be in there way more than those specific words. But the reason why I wanted to check out those is because when give is in there 2,161 times, it says one thing about who God is, that God is generous, and we have the ability to serve a generous God. And it says it right there in John three sixteen: for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, <clears throat> excuse me, shall not perish, but have eternal life. And that's for the people who follow him. It's not to prod them, it's just to show them how, how to be generous. Because once they fall in love with God, once they want to follow God, that part of generosity, that comes alive inside of them. And so it's been, it's been fun. The last few years, we've seen some growth, but we've also seen a growing trend in how generous this church body is. It's been incredible. And today is just about reminding us about some of those principles about being generous and to prod for more generosity. Proverbs 11.24 says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The, basic, the basis being that the, the verses, they're not there to try to motivate you by what the recipient is, give, is getting. So when you give something to someone and you're living out a life of generosity, it's not to, not to ask you to think about what they're receiving. Being generous and having a giving mindset is about what that does in you, what that does to fulfill you personally. And I'm just going to keep it real, this is not a money message. So if you think I'm just asking you to take a checkbook out and stuff, that's not at all what I'm, what I'm about today. It's so much more. It's about giving away parts of our lives to impact other lives because it makes you better, and that's the wisdom. Having the ability to serve others and give to others, it enhances your life. It enhances my life when I'm able to serve others. Winston Churchill said, We make a living by what we get, We make a life by what we give. And so what does Proverbs say about the generous person? Says four things. The generous, they're happy. They're excited, they want to do that. Case in point, because I like to watch movies like Legally Blonde, so I'm about to be a lawyer up here. (laughs) Um, They're happy. Starbucks is my favorite drink of choice. Why? Consistency. Also, there was a point in time in my life when I could not afford a cup of coffee to go out and buy that $2.95 cup of coffee. And so now we live our life in a different way that I'm able to do that, but also because I'm able to buy a friend a cup of coffee. So that's why I love it. It has an important part of my heart because of what I'm able to do with a cup of coffee and sit down with someone. So that's why. If you ever see me with, I'm always thinking about that. But the generous are happy. Have you ever been in that Starbucks drive through line and you order your... Uh, White chocolate mocha, extra hot, double whip. I don't know. I drink Americanas. Um, and you decide you're going to pay for the person behind you. And you're at that little speakerphone. You're like, yeah, let me get the person behind me. And you're just like, so giddy. <laughs> going to get them today. They're about to post up on that Instagram their little venti or their frappuccino because they're so excited. You don't know how they're feeling. You don't know what they got. You're paying for it, but you know how you feel because that's what giving does. It makes you happy. When you're the, the generous, they're happy. They want, they're looking out for those small acts of kindness. And uh, it's just a great one. I feel like it's really easy to understand that because I, I know when I've been through the drive-thru and someone pays for my and I'm like, yes, Lord, use them. That's amazing. I'm so excited the rest of the day because it's so nice that someone thought about me. And they don't know me. They don't know what day I'm facing. They don't know anything about that. But they just decided to bless me in that way. And that's amazing. Proverbs 11.25 reads, the generous will prosper, those who refresh others will, themse- will themselves be refreshed. Prosper is not about necessarily having more money, it's about doing well, succeeding, my favorite, thriving. Like just doing well in those areas. Proverbs 21:26 also reads, some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. It's because they're looking for it. They want to use their resources in a purposeful way. And there's really something fun about it. Great thing about what we do, um, and then I'm able to share with you, is that every week we set aside a portion of our, of our tithes and offering because not only do we believe in tithing ourselves, but we believe that the church should also tithe. So we take 10% biblically and we set that aside to use to love on people locally through places like Hard Food Pantry and the Columbus Dream Center. And then we also go to more of a statewide, so we support... Um, a ministry network, and other church planters, and then globally, we have several missionaries around the world that we support, and uh, being part of, like, a the One Child Matters that you'll be able to hear about more later on, but being part of that, we support those ministries and what, there's, what they're doing, and so because of setting that aside, we're able to give more. Last year alone, it was um, just just shy of thirty thousand dollars that you all were a part of, and you may not have even known there was thirty thousand dollars completely set aside and sent out to other ministries to help further the kingdom, which is just awesome because it's just yeah, yes, so exciting. Even at Christmas time, this is probably one of my favorites. Is that um, at Christmas time we decided to just give it all away? You know, like what whatever whatever God put on your heart to give. At Christmas time, we decided to just completely put it aside put it aside, and just be like, all right, God, just tell us what, tell us what we're going to do with this and stuff. And so we felt like God was saying, hey, send it to the Columbus Dream Center, which set up a beautiful relationship, not because of what that money will do. Yes, there's an element of it, but it was about saying, hey, we know it's Christmas time. We know that there's things that this ministry probably needs, and we would just love to be a part of this and just bless y'all. And it was awesome, amazing to just have that because not everyone – may operate like that. And then also there's uh, there's other parts too of our generosity that, you know, we've lived through and taking, taking part in. Um, we have a Honduras trip coming up and this is our third year going to Honduras, which is super exciting. And I finally get to go. They are not ready because I am so excited and I've been waiting for three years to go. So this is a good time for me. But also, uh, there's a, there's a spot called Capital Missions, and that Capital Missions Fund is where we can go do things, like our painting, our finishing up the desks that they have that needed sanded and redone, but then also an ability to maybe get them uh, musical instruments that need updated or they've just never had, or pieces of a kitchen. Who knows? Who knows? All I know is that God can use us in such a mighty way when we go down there, and being able to pour into that Capital Missions Fund over the last few years has helped us push – what our missionaries can go down there and do even further. Number two says that the generous are compassionate; they're in tune with the needs of those who are in need, and they think about injustice and what they can do about it. Proverbs 29:7 reads, "The righteous care about the just care about justice for the poor, but the wicked have no such concern." Last Grow Group season, um, I was not in this group, which kind of came to me as a, as a, as a life-change story. I was watching so many things kind of occur. There was a family who joined a grow group, which is great because it sets you up with community and ability to make relationships with others who may or may not be walking the same thing that you are, but you're just in community together. But one family shared about a need that they had. They weren't sure where their food or their groceries were gonna come from for the next few weeks. And another family in that same grow group felt the call, felt the need that they had. And so they left that girl group. They went. They bought a large crock pot. They filled it with delicious food. And not only that, not only did they think about serving them in this capacity of, you know, a few meals that they can get out of it, the whole family decided that they were going to go and grab them a whole week's worth of groceries. And so it just shows you what kind of generosity that this family lives with because it wasn't just like oh that's so sad we're praying for you and stuff it was like no that's an injustice I'm gonna help you out here like this is I want to love you that way when I heard that story I wasn't in that girl group I know that I knew these people sort of well at the time didn't really know how their hearts you know kind of operated and stuff I legit ugly cried like Sunday morning service they're sharing this and I'm just weeping everyone's like you okay I'm like I'm fine People are just amazing because they are. And it's so incredible to see how God works with them and, and just changes hearts and helps them be prosperous. They were thriving in that moment to go and love on other people. Proverbs twenty one thirteen, If a man shuts his eyes, shuts his ears to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. It's kind of rough. It's just straight rough to read. Some exciting things about just thinking about... Um, how we care for the, the, the poor, how we want to serve an injustice, um, We've partnered with One Child Matters over the last few years. It is an ability to sponsor a child, and what that does for them is that it gives them some access to basic health care. They are taught about Jesus. Honduras has a huge gang culture and what they're in trafficking. And so what they're doing is that they're just swiping kids right off the streets and yanking them and pulling them into that kind of culture. And so One Child Matters has stepped in and it's a ministry that just pours into these kids and gives them hope, gives them the ability to have some basic access to things. And uh, it's just an incredible opportunity to be part of it. Something I never you know, knew that we could have the ability to to, to be a part of but we have and it's been amazing to hear not only what what the kids get from that but even what it does with the the people back here back home how excited they are we've got one person she she's had a, a kiddo for a few years and they are. Uh, writing letters back and forth. That's the really exciting part is that you get to communicate with them. And although the time frame may be long in between, it's really worth it. It's so exciting. But she just keeps stuff in her desk and that way when she gets that letter, she can just keep on loving and everything. And she knows so much because she's created such amazing relationship with her. And it's just incredible. Here's some also fun numbers for you. So I did some math. I asked Amy Toole, who oversees um, the sponsorships with our One Child Matters, We have two centers. We actually had the ability to pick up one and we had so many awesome people. They sponsored all of those kids that we actually went back to the organization and asked for more. So they were talking about opening up another center in Honduras. We asked for it, we got it, yes. And then we were able to to pick up more kids and sponsor them. And this is just collectively what people are doing individually. This is not what the church is paying for. So these are really exciting numbers. So if every kid that you sponsor is $39 a month, and currently, as of today, we had 51 kids that we're sponsoring individually. These are families that have chosen to pick up those sponsorships. Yearly, that's $23,868. That we are just, that I'm thinking about how awesome people are being and how generous they're being to love on somebody they may never get to meet. A few, a small, small group of people might get to go down and meet, but that's just, I say amazing a lot, but it really is. It's amazing. It makes my heart like grow a lot. I get super excited because I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for people who I'm in life with that choose to be a part of something so much bigger than themselves. And also just thank God for the church. And I don't, I don't just mean like this building. I mean collectively, the church. Churches that are seeing needs like poverty and working out ways to fill those needs Churches that see needs for food in their communities that are opening up food pantries and helping serve those people. They're seeing a need and they're helping meet the needs. And then also hospitals. Like I didn't even realize how many hospitals that churches have helped, you know, step forward in those communities. But that's because they saw a need and they're looking to meet it. Number three is that the generous are blessed. And we can't let that be the, motiv- the motivation. It's not why we give. We don't give something to get something in return. Because we don't know exactly how we're going to be blessed. Now, I know um, when I was younger, people would say, like, oh, I'm I'm going to put in this amount to offering because I'm praying for a baby. So I'm hoping that if I put in this amount of money, then I'm going to get a baby. But God doesn't work like that. God's not a vending machine, and you don't just type in buttons and pick and choose what blessing you're going to receive. Blessings also aren't always financial blessings. So it may not always be your dollar on the dollar that you get back because you decide to bless someone they can be totally different. And it may be true that you'll be blessed, but that can't be why we do it. We do it for the love of God first and the love of people second, because God watches what you're doing and wants to bless you so you can keep blessing others. Proverbs 22.9 reads, "The blessed, blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor. When I went to El Salvador several years ago, um, I got to meet a little during, there was like a lunchtime hour. So we're doing like VBS and this is awesome and we're all kind of sweaty and stuff and uh, they did a lunchtime with the kids and there was this one little guy sitting at the table and uh, he's not eating. And I'm like, oh no, why is this guy not hungry? He does not like what they have, what they prepared and stuff. And When we asked him why, he was like, because I'm not hungry, my my family needs to eat too. And blew my mind, just sitting there ugly crying. I ugly cry a lot. And especially, especially being with other people who are ugly crying on a thing like a mission trip, it's, it's super crazy. But it reminded me of why we were there, like why we were able to take those resources in that mission trip to be able to just say like, hey, if we just feed them, do whatever it takes. Like some of these kids, four years old, Oh my gosh! The most tattered clothes in El Salvador, four years old, they're being yanked to go to a field and work, and yet here I have like my daughter has a very cushy life where she's you know at four she was just going to preschool and the worst part of her day was being told that she was going to be going down for a nap, and oh, just how excited you know most of those kids were to just eat that eat that food and everything things that we just completely take for granted back in back here at home in America, and. Times like that, it just reminds me of how I get the opportunity to be something so big, be a part of something so much bigger, a bigger picture. One Child Matters also gives me that opportunity. It's been really exciting for my family. We, um, we sponsor two kiddos, and, you know, my daughter was like, you like those kids better than I do. And I was like, well, they don't talk back, so <laughs> I got that going. True story, guys. You can ask her. <laughs> and then recently I got a phone call that not one, but both of our kids had been removed from the program. program, not because something bad happened, but because one was moving to Mexico to be with his mom, which is amazing for you know a family to be reunited. And then our other little that we had picked up last year, she was moving to another country because her dad had found work. And so it was better for their family. Oh my gosh, that was such a rough day <laughs> because three years supporting a little guy named Julian that Derek had the opportunity to go meet two times, two, two years in a row that other churches who have been down there have FaceTimed us to allow us to speak to him. And it was like so close, like seven weeks out from meeting this little guy and this little one. I bought them books. I bought the Dragons Love Tacos because I love tacos and I love dragons and I speak Spanish and I found it in Spanish. And guys, I was so excited. And then I got that phone call and I was devastated. Holy cow, just straight devastated about it. And then had to call Derek and be like, they took our kiddos. I mean, just it was a rough day going back to work and my coworker being like, you all right? No, I'm taking my babies. But that's, it's not about what was going on for me. It was about there was the reminder of there was something I got to be a part of for those kids' lives that was bigger than anything I can do back here. I got to help them with some of their health care. You know, them, them learning how to pray. Julian saying, like, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm learning these things in school. This is what I'm able to do. He may not have had that ability. And our, our little Ashley, you know, she was only four, but, you know, she's just talking about how she gets to go out and play, and she's at the center, and she's making friends, and that is an incredible opportunity. And I'm not, I'm not doing that physically. It's just something I get to be a, a, big, a big part of, that big, big picture. Proverbs 28, 27 reads, Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. I don't know about you all, but I'm not trying to live that way. Not all. <laughs> Number four reads, the generous are rewarded. Now this one does motivate. Super exciting because I want to live a generous life. Or Even, even before preparing for this message, there was something that Aaron had been uh, speaking about about being generous in a way that they were looking to live, and I was like, God, I want to live that way. I want to live a generous life. I want to be... Really generous with, you know, with my life and what I'm doing, and because uh, it does, it does motivate me. Because one day I'm gonna give an account of my life. I get the honor and the privilege of serving others. I want to. I love it. It's not always easy, but I really do love it. I really get excited to watch people grow, because it. I don't know what it is. I. When, when you see God working in someone and you just get to be a little small part of that and help them in their next steps, it, I am like on cloud nine all day long. Leave a coffee. I am so excited because someone's taking their next steps. They're ready for growth track. They're ready to jump into a group. They're ready to get baptized. That is stupid exciting for me. Like all day long, that's all I'm thinking about, like driving around. This is amazing. Sure, you just cut me off in traffic. This is amazing. We'll just keep on living that because it's a, it's a great part of what I get to do. and I love it. But I also know that, you know, once we get to heaven, once I get there, I'm going to have to give an account of my life. And that just gets me, you know, thinking about how I want to live my life. Because it's not, always, it's not just about, how, about God's love or how to get to heaven. It's about once we're there. We cannot serve enough or give enough in order to get to heaven. And it's a good reminder that the God who did enough for me wants to pay me back. He owes me nothing. Nothing. Why? Because he already gave it all. Already gave it all. Gave his one and only son for you, for me. He owes me nothing. And yet he still wants to pay us back and reward us. Proverbs 19, 17, if you help the poor, you're lending to the Lord and he will repay you. I just have a question, like how much would we give if we knew that it was on deposit? It's not, for he- it's not about it being for heaven or hell. And it's also about remembering that the last words of Je- out of Jesus' mouth were so important. Saying things like, I can't wait for you to get here, so I'm bringing it back with me. Revelation twenty-two twelve, Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. It's bringing it back. Like, what is it? I'm so excited. And because I believe in God's word, I know that it has to be something better than I could ever imagine. Like there is nothing, that, it's not like a trip to the beach, it's not uh, a large cup of coffee that never um, goes empty, because that really would be exciting and a huge reward. But um, it also makes me think about like, when someone tells me, hey, good job on that, or well done, you know, how excited I get, how good I feel about myself when someone's like, that was awesome, well done. What will it be like when the one that matters when it comes from that one. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. What would that be like to have that reward? Holy cow. I don't even know what that reward looks like. But just thinking about standing in front of God who just says, well done. That is seriously enough for me. One of the just biggest prayers of my life is just that I would serve enough. Not serve enough to like gain that and hit a certain percentage. But that I would live my life in a way that God is like, yep, okay, we didn't get it all right, but you definitely served, you loved your people, and you helped expand this kingdom. It makes an eternal impact. What we do for ourselves will die with us, but what we do for others lives beyond us. I know I want to live a legacy life. My life is temporary. It's going to end. I don't know when, but it will. But I know that I want my life to make a difference, to have an eternal impact, and to always be part of something so much greater than myself and live life beyond my life. Psalm 112.9 reads, they share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. So we've been raising um, for Honduras. It's a, this year it's $2,000 to go. And we had an info meeting, and I think we hit it over two services, and we had lots of people show up. Lots of interest. Awesome. And then we knew that we could only take a, a cap. So we're like, oh, we're, we'll be about um, 26 people, so we probably won't hit that. Uh, buddy, we sure did. Sure did. Amy Tool calling me like, hey, uh, so... I've got some people who, I'm like, it's, it's fine. We got this. It'll be great. She's like, okay. And then I said, well, I mean, I don't need to go. It'll be okay. Like, I want someone else to go. She was like, absolutely not. I was like, well, then 26 it is, right? <laughs> Here we go. But I say that because if you've ever had to raise money for a mission trip, it is unlike any other. It is not like your old school, uh, school fundraisers and stuff. There is something that happens between when you answer the call of deciding to go on a mission trip and then starting your mission fundraising. Because you'll be like, yes, we got this. I'm about to charge hell with a water pistol. I'm going to go. I'm going to do all this work and everything. And then payments start coming up that they are owed and they are due because we have to book flights. We have to get um, our per diems done for the whole trip and stuff. And then that's when you see the stress and the panic set in for some because they're not, they're not sure what to do. They ha, they're not sure how to fundraise. They're not sure how to ask others because it seems so silly, because it seems frivolous to go on something like this. And so we started, um, you know, as a lot, of, a lot of these missionaries that I'm traveling with, I know them pretty well. And so, you know, they're, they're just feeling a certain way. And I'm like, don't give up. Don't give up. One of them like, ah, I'm not going to go. I don't want to go into debt. Brilliant. That's a great idea. Don't go into debt over a mission trip. That's not worth it. However... Shanda and I both asked her, please, please don't drop out just yet because we know there is someone out there that wants to send you on this because they believe in you. Please don't give up. And then we had a few others that they're just like, well, listen, we don't know how we're going to do this. We just don't know how we're going to make it. And I'm just like, it's okay. God's got this. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And we were also watching like missionary, like helping this fundraiser and this fundraiser, and, you know, $5 here, $20 here, and each person's little fundraiser that they were doing. And people were asking, well, if we're all just putting our money into someone else, how are we going to get our own trip paid and stuff? Again, I don't know. I just know what's going to happen. (laughs) The best part about that is because I believe when you're faithful in that step and God asks you to be obedient and you keep walking out, that I know that the devil will step right in and wants to take that joy from you. So on three separate occasions, we had one family that approached and said, hey, I know that one person isn't sure about going, and just know, we're sending her. So whatever it is, let us know, and we're going to make sure that she goes. That is incredible, because this is a family that isn't going to be on the trip, but believes in somebody else enough to send them forward. And then on a second time, we had somebody who said, hey, we loved we loved." our mission trip when we went years ago, and we know we're not going to be able to go, but we're going to pour into each and every single missionary going. And so they financially supported every single one of us that are getting ready to travel. And that was just incredible. I mean, I have ugly cried so much through, through these meetings. I'm like, oh my gosh, cannot even believe this. So much of that, even the first one, knowing that it wasn't impacting necessarily my trip, Wasn't impacting my fundraising. I was so excited for this person to go on that first mission trip. Like, you have no idea what God is gonna do with you while you are there. And I was so thankful that she did not give up, that she chose to move forward. And then several weeks ago, our last set of payments were due. And that can be a really tough Sunday. Last payments due. If you don't have everything in, you are stressed out. You don't know if you're gonna have to drop out. And you know, Aaron just shared, like, hey, hey, missionaries, this is your last your last opportunity to get your payments in today. And uh, another family approached and pulled me aside and was like, hey, I need you to go and uh, give me a post-it of anybody who has any remaining amounts owed, and we're going to take care of it all. And I just didn't even know what to say. Because I knew I wasn't allowed to say, are you sure? Because cause God's, God's working in them. They were so excited. How awful would it have been if I'd have been like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, are you, are you sure you actually want to pay off these remaining amounts and stuff? Because it's, it's significant. But they were like, nope, give me the post-it. Okay, that's it. Okay. Like, no big deal to them. But it was about how excited they were to finish out for those missionaries to, get, to be able to send them on that And the biggest thing is that they have no idea the eternal impact that they're gonna have, but they themselves are living a legacy life. They are helping be a part of something bigger than themselves. This is incredible. There were times along this Honduras mission fundraising that I was getting phone calls of like, Kyle, I don't think your numbers are right. I don't think you're reporting everything. No, I'm reporting everything right. Those numbers are in fact correct. We have amazing, generous people who are just living something out way larger than themselves. It was right. I cried a lot. So thankful. So thankful for the people that were not just wanting to do that, but that did that and their hearts about it too. Because I want to, you know, I want to like publicize and make it known and everything. They're like, don't you dare do that. And I'm like, but it's so amazing. Oh my gosh, what you're doing for these people. It's so incredible. Nope, can't do it. Okay, that's fine. I'll respect that because they are living out something so much bigger. Psalm 112, 5, 6. Good will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. Surely he will never be shaken. A righteous man will be remembered forever. I'm just saying that to help stir your life, stir you to live your life in such a way. Money is a part of that. I know that's a little bit of what I shared. But you give what you have, but you can't give what you don't have. But you can make a difference outside of money. And I only reference what other people were able to do because of what those others are, the impact that they'll be able to have and what it's gonna do to send it forward. Second Corinthians eight, seven reads, since you excel in so many ways, your faith, your gifted speakers, just kidding, just kidding. Your knowledge, your enthusiasm and your love from us, I want you to excel in the gracious act of giving. Be known for this. It's not about just writing a check. There are other ways. 2 Corinthians 9.11 reads, you'll be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Because I don't think that God just wants you to be rich in finances or anything. I, want, I think, truly believe that God wants you to be rich in your health and your happiness and your encouragement. And if I can just be insanely honest, is that okay? Incredibly honest. I think God wants you to be really rich in your encouragement. Encouragement is about giving support and confidence and hope to others. Because sometimes we are so rich in our criticism, in our expression, our disapproval of others, on our perceived faults that we decide to blame on them. How about we just be known for being generous and being generous in our encouragement instead of being disapproving of everyone else? Does that be okay? it be just a little <laughs> mic drop there for y'all. Wanted to be like Kermit and be like, but that's none of my business being so critical. That's okay, don't worry. Guys, it was a prop. So let me have it. So excited. Yes, everyone was so worried. Someone was like, why is she wasting resources? I'm not, I'm not. Bam. I know some people are like, production. <sighs> They're losing it. It's okay. Four practical ways to be generous. We can be generous with our time. Our time is more valuable than money. Have coffee with someone. Years ago, I went to a, a small uh, like leadership meeting and just learned the impact of what a small cup of coffee can do. And I was like, oh, what, is this? what does this even mean? And he just shared about, because it's not about the coffee. It's about the time that you're putting into someone, the time that you're taking to get to know them, to get to know their story. I don't have to say a word. You just sit down, buy them a cup of coffee, and just be like, why are we here? What are we doing? Tell me about you. What's up? We can be super generous with our time. And you may not know, but others have already been insanely generous with their time over the week and today. Even here, those people are our awesome members of the dream team That is anybody who serves in any way, shape, or form to fulfill the vision of Simple Church. And uh, those are people that they showed up at 745 to start brewing coffee because thank you, Lord. It even says it, Hebrews. And (laughs) because I got to have some coffee in the morning. It is a great thing. But that's why I'm so excited because when we first started Simple Church, we were in a funeral home and we had a little Keurig no impact, nobody to smile at you or anything. You just grabbed your little cake cup and and waited, and then someone's got to refill the water. And now we have this amazing team called the Brew Crew, which love their name, but they show up faithfully to make sure coffee is ready, any of the little packets that you need to go into it and stuff. But we have kids ministry, people who are down there serving and loving on kids, creating safe environments. We've got host team who are just super friendly. They're wanting to get you into the room You know, I know that there's going to be teams that I forget to mention, but just know that I'm completely aware. So if you could just give them (laughs) claps, like just give them a thank you on the way out. Like, Hey, thank you so much for serving today, for giving up of your time so I could sleep in and get the kids to church and everything today. There were people who were already doing things this morning, so I, could, so I could walk in and worship band's already going, host team's already set up, brew crew and everything. That's incredible. They're, they're just being super generous with their time. A lot of them will attend one and serve one. So it's not even just what they do with their time, it's even how much they spend their time. So they're serving serving us, and then they're making sure that they are getting time to get served to get poured into so they can grow, so they can move forward. Number two is being generous with our talent. Now I know some would say, I'm not talented. Oh yes, you are, you, you are. Now I'm not saying everybody's gonna be ready for American Idol, and I'm not saying that you're gonna be on, uh, what's it, uh, America's Got Talent and everything. But God gave each of us a gift, every one of us. We're good at something. And when we find out what that is, it feels right and helps us make a difference. Because there are people out there who are really good at organizing and who are really good at sweeping and really great at singing. And these are my personal favorites. My husband's going to feel like I'm digging at him, but I'm not because he is insanely talented and creative. But thank God for the people who can spell check because it's not one of the gifts that my husband got. I love him so much. I love him so much. LAUGHTER <laughs> But seriously, the team that helped him find those edits and stuff, thank God for the spell checkers. Thank God for the people who decide to be a friendly face. They know that they are super friendly and that they can help somebody walk through that. They're generous with their talents. If you've been questioning what you can do with that, there's a fabulous system that we have. It's called Growth Track. And it is a system that's been developed, and it helps you figure out how you're made so you can make a difference. We'll help you determine a team. And that way you can use your time and talents to make a difference. Third way that we can be generous is with our touch. It's a simple impact that we can do to someone's life. We can text someone. And we say things like, hey, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. You've been on, you've been on my mind. Just want to make sure that you have a good day. And those are, those are so easy to do. And the best part is it doesn't cost you a penny, nothing, just a little bit of time. But most of the time when you, get, when you send that out to someone and maybe you see them the next few days or whatever, they'll say like, hey, that came at the right time. I had several this week. I had some crazy little things happen and I was just feeling completely deflated. And then I'd have a few texts pop in like, hey, I know you're speaking on Sunday. I'm praying for you. Can't wait to see what you got. I'm like, "Ooh, hope you're ready. But it meant so much that people would think of me and reach out and say that. It was, it was awesome. And I love, like, any good, uh, any good uh, little thing that's super zany, crazy that you're sending to me because it reminds you of me. Live for that because I have this, like, giant T-Rex costume. And I'm always looking for opportunities to get into that stupid thing and inflatable. So I love when people are sending me videos of other parents and everybody in those T-Rex costumes because they're asking me to level up. And I'm like, Bet. I'm coming for it, I'll be there. But I love it when they share that because it's like, hey, they were thinking of me. I love that stuff. And then also something that I've been working on too is I have a, I'll go through every day and try to text someone and say that I'm thinking of them but I'm trying to be better disciplined about that. And not so I can be like, oh, I'm so great and everything. It's because it really breaks my heart a bit when there's someone who popped into my head over the week and I didn't text them or call them right then and there and say, hey, I was thinking about you, I haven't seen you in a few weeks breaks my heart a little bit when they walk through the doors and then and I'll own it hey I thought of you and I should have reached out and I didn't I'm very sorry but I need you to know that you're on my heart and I was praying for you and I'm just so excited to see your faces today and so I'm trying to be better at that more disciplined in that area so I'm not sharing that just so it can be like oh it's so awesome no it's just because I want to live my life that way there's also five ways you can use a touch you can smile at someone so easy you can sympathize with them hey are you okay What's going on? Tell me what happened. You may not have all the answers, but most of the time, most people are just looking for a listening ear. You can speak up. You can send a handwritten note. Tell them how much you appreciate them or something awesome that they did that you haven't forgot about them. That will speak volumes to somebody. To get that in the mail or just slip it, slip it to them and walk away, it means volumes. You can serve. You know, you can find a need and fill it. And then also while you're there, you can find a a hurt and heal it. And lastly, you can sacrifice. You can do something that absolutely costs you something. Number four says that we can be generous with our treasure. You want to take what you have and give your tithes, because those belong to God already, and ask God what he would love to have you do. You know, I read that you can take it with you. You can't take it with you, but you can send it on ahead. Because it's true. I can't take any material possessions that I have, Once my life expires, I can't do any of that. But what I do with my life will go on forward past me. Luke 6.38 reads, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And if that's the case, I want to figure out as many ways as I can to do that with my life. Because I really truly feel that if you and I live this way, we'll never regret living that kind of life because that's just been my little piece of wisdom. Because the value of my life isn't determined by how much I achieve or accumulate, but by how much of my life I give away. Now, I'd like to ask uh, Amy Toole to come on up because we wanted to just take a few minutes and just share with you about One Child Matters, and uh, this woman is incredible. She's brilliant, and she's got such a heart for what we're doing, and thank God it's her in charge of all 25 of us going, because Lord Jesus, we're gonna need it. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> hey, everybody! Isn't she amazing? I wanna, <laughs> I wanna be Kyle when I grow up. I'm telling you. So you probably saw the fantabulous display as you're walking in that's well lit (laughs) with beautiful, beautiful little faces looking at you from each of those brochures from One Child Matters. And I get to talk to you for a minute about them. Um, But before I forget, let me just say, um, there's gonna be an opportunity as you leave to stop and and consider sponsoring one of those beautiful kiddos. And um, know though that if you walk out of here with one of those brochures and you do not sponsor, then that child does not get sponsored. Okay, so if you are not positive you're going to sponsor, please leave the brochure here. Okay? Um, All right. So we've shared a little bit about um, One Child Matters before for, what, three years or so. And it has been an amazing experience, this organization. And a bunch of us here at Simple Church have sponsored kiddos. And um, through One Child Matters has... uh, programs in multiple countries 14 or 15 I think but we fell in love with Honduras we sponsor now two projects two hope centers in Tegucigalpa which Shanda calls Tegus because that's easier to say I think <laughs> but you have a big mission team heading to Honduras really soon um, if Kara Jones is here she can probably tell you about how soon is she in the room She's just a wee bit, just a skosh excited. She keeps posting that in our our thread, so I knew that I could count on her. Um, But we'll be heading out soon. And I also want to let you know, if you're a sponsor uh, um, parent who's not going, we are arranging for you to have an opportunity to send little gifts, little sunglasses, little packages, school supplies, whatever you'd like. Um, Please coordinate that through Kalina and Shanda, okay? There are some very specific requirements to make sure that gets to your kid, okay? So please be sure to coordinate that. But anyway, you've heard us talk about One Child Matters before, Um, you know, Honduras, if you look at, um, if you look up information on Honduras, um, it's a pretty, pretty tough place. It's one of two most dangerous countries in the world. There's a ton of corruption. Um, There's a lot of gangs. Um, Children as young as eight and nine are being groomed into prostitution and, and to be part of these gangs. And. It's rampant with single-parent homes and poverty. So sometimes that is like the only way a child sees their identity, and they don't necessarily understand they have an identity in Christ. Um, but these Hope Centers that we, that we are sponsoring, really, when we sponsor these kids, um, they have they invest in these kids in basically four different ways. So kids in Honduras go to school half a day, and the other half of the day, most of the week, They go and spend at these Hope Centers, where first and foremost Belia cooks them an amazing meal. What this woman can do with rice and beans and a plantain is out of this world. So they get a warm meal. And that first year that we went, 2017, we were able to, through your generosity, build her a kitchen. She was cooking for 120 kids in Project 14 in a closet. And I am not exaggerating. It was a closet. So well done. Um, the second thing they get is tutoring, so they have their half day in school, but you know how important an education is for any sort of future opportunity for a child, right? And so these staff, these amazing warriors, just come alongside these kiddos, and they help make sure they understand their math and their English and everything they're going to need to have the best chance at a future. And so last year, your generosity um, provided them with desks. Imagine, they were learning in aluminum chair, you know, folding chairs with no desks, and they had what they were calling tables, but there was really more duct tape on them than tables. So we got them new tables as well. So thank you for that. And this year, your generosity has just been, I I call it ridiculous, but I mean it in just the best possible way. Um, We're gonna be able to not not only send a huge team, but we're gonna be able to put um, computer labs in each of these two centers that we sponsor. (laughs) think of your children going to school think of them growing up without ever having access to internet or computers or understanding how to use them understanding how to learn things on them understanding how to look up opportunities on them think about what a different future your child would have without that So, well done, Simple Church. (laughs) There's a whole bunch more kids that are going to have that opportunity. Um, The kids get medical and dental care. um, And then most importantly, they really get a strong spiritual, social and spiritual foundation with these warriors that staff these centers, um, helping them understand not only um, how to say yes to Jesus, but to um, really understand and. a firm foundation of who they are in Christ, to give them power um, against all the evil and darkness that they have all around them. Um, the first year we were there, we asked the kids, hey, what are you afraid of? Hey, going outside. That's what scares me. So, um, so the, these centers give these children incredible hopes, and that's why they're called Hope Centers. So one of the important benefits you get when you sponsor a child um, and you write them letters is you tell that child that you matter enough, you're valuable enough, for me to send a few bucks a month so that you get these things. Um, you are worth it. And don't we all need that? That is more valuable than um, the, the dollars. Uh, but then what do you get? You know, we were talking about how giving isn't really about what we get, but guess what? You do get. And um, so here's, here's what I get. Um, I get a chance to know that I'm really making a difference in the lives of a couple of kids, but also their families. And uh, the more we go, the more we realize the difference we're making in the whole community around these centers, that it, it's getting safer. Kids can go play soccer outside in the street now around Project 14. And we've only been sponsoring that for, 14, uh, for, for three years. Um, but here's what else I get. And I have a slide. Oh. That's my g- Annie. <laughs> And you heard Kyle talking, how can a picture on a fridge really become a child to you? Well, guess what? that picture on the fridge will become a child to you. Um, you can make a difference in their in their lives. Um, I get to, to hug them. I get to give them silly hats and sunglasses when I go. Um, I get to go get real mail out of the mailbox. And I got to tell you, when I get one of these letters, I have a skip in my step. My heart grows two sizes, and I I get to read about how someone in Honduras loves me and it's someone that I love and have invested in and she knows that she matters to me and she's on a better path going forward because of her involvement in the Hope Center and because of my sponsorship. Um, So she loves me. I love her. We know God loves us and we're doing what he wants us to do. So we're blessed with a relationship that how else would we have had it? So please stop by in the back. uh, Consider one of those kiddos. Um, like I said, don't walk off with a brochure, but, but please stop and, and don't deny yourself the opportunity to make a difference in one of their lives. Thanks. Thank
1: you so much. Guys, I'm not lying. I will, I will absolutely ugly cry. Just seeing photos like that just bawled my eyes out the first time Derek went to Honduras and I wasn't with him just watching all the photos. Thank you so much, Amy. Appreciate you and all you do. So if we could just... Bow our heads in prayer. Lord, I want to thank you for this church and their generosity. For our dream team, our faithful tithers. Lord, that you help us to bring healing to others. Lifting up our fellow church plants and missionaries all over. Lord, I pray that we would just not focus on the temporary, but also the eternal impact that we have the ability to be a part of. Lord, I'm praying that we would just be able to make a difference with our time, talent, touch, and treasure. And with every head bowed, maybe you're here today and you feel the need to know God. And you don't know how to how to get there. Maybe you've been carrying your own sin and shame and feeling guilt and oppression. Maybe you feel like God is a million miles away. Maybe you're a Christian and something went wrong and you just, you've been so far but you're ready to come back. The best part about get to have that relationship with Jesus is that the the word repent is just about a turnaround and fixing your eyes on him. We don't have to earn it with we don't have to earn it to have that relationship with Jesus. Even importantly, you don't even have to join simple church. We just want you to join Jesus. And so if you're ready to take that step today because you've been wanting to get to know Jesus, then if you could just repeat this prayer after me. Jesus. I thank you for dying for me. I am a sinner in need of a savior. And I believe you died for my sins. You have generously provided for me. And I invite you into my life. Lord, make me brand new. Change me. And I will serve you all of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you chose to take that step, I just need you to know that all of heaven is celebrating for you and all of us. We are just celebrating with you because that is exciting because people matter. You matter and having that ability to have that relationship with Jesus is outstanding. And so if it's your first time here, please understand you have no obligation to give. We don't, we're not asking of that, but we do have others who um, feel the call to serve in that capacity with our tithes and offering. So we actually don't pass any buckets around here, so no worries about that. We have a awesome little black box in the back, it's called the Give Box, where you can take your tithes and offering and put it back there. There are also several other ways to give. Um, You can do it through the service with the the box online, through the app, and then you can also do text to give. If you're also interested with our Capital Missions, which is what Amy's talking about with sanding, dust, and painting, On the app, you can scroll and it's called Capital Missions Fund. There are still some things that we could go down there and do. And if you'd love to um, help resource with that, we would love and be honored if you would be part of that. So let me just pray for our giving and then we'll be dismissed. Lord, thank you so much for um, everyone's generosity, Lord. I pray that you would just bless everyone on their way out today, Lord, that you would just bless them, give them peace, that they would just be on fire for you and excited to use their time, their talent, their touch, and their treasures, Lord. I pray all of this in your mighty and holy name. Amen.